Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. GoDaddy takes down 15,000 spammy snake oil subdomains by Brian Barrett. You've seen the ads in your email or online. Celebrities supposedly hawking miracle weight loss cures or galaxy brain supplements. They're endemic to the web, as deeply ingrained as hashtags and puppies. But even though plenty of people fall for them, no one ever really does anything about it. Of all the security threats online, spam ranks pretty low on the priority list. Which is why it's surprising and welcome that GoDaddy and security firm Palo Alto Network's Unit 42 have taken down 15,000 subdomains dedicated to selling those phony pharmaceuticals under false pretenses. The two-year investigation that led them there offers some useful insights into what makes these campaigns tick. Spam a lot. The details vary slightly from one spam scam to the next, but the campaign that Palo Alto Network's researcher Jeff White tracked follows the same basic setup. It starts with an email, one that claims Stephen Hawking or Gwen Stefani or the Shark Tank crew swears by a dodgy medical product. The URL is shortened, so you can't see where it leads. After a couple of redirects, you land on a domain that looks like TMZ, eOnline, or some other legitimate site. Every single clickable element on that page, even the ones that look benign, like a Facebook like or contact us form, leads to another page that tries to sell you fake drugs. If they're successful, and you give them your credit card number, two things happen. First, the affiliate marketing spammer, who likely created the subdomain, gets a cut of the sale. And who's ever peddling the bogus goods might send you a free sample, but they'll also start charging you as much as $100 a month from then on, with ongoing subscription fees buried deep in the terms of service. When people go to cancel, they realize that they can't, says Jen Miller Osborne, Deputy Director of Threat Intelligence at Unit 42. A lot of times, when they try to contact the company, no one gets back to them. No one's ever going to get back to them, because that's how these companies make their money, off of these refills. The only recourse, Miller Osborne says, is going to your credit card company and hoping they'll cancel the charges. Account Takeover Jeff White has never fallen for one of these scams, but like many internet users, they caught his eye several years ago. He has tracked them diligently since 2017, when he first noticed that many of the sites appeared to share a common template. 
I began noticing slight variations every month until something clicked. And what once was background noise now was something of interest. White writes in a blog post detailing the investigation, which covers hundreds of spam sites. On even closer inspection, he found that many of the domains being used as redirects in the spam campaign seem to have started out as legitimate. Why, after all, would a spammer set up BigIslandRoofing.com and JustinBieberFanNews.com to shill fake supplements? After some sleuthing, White discovered the truth. Affiliate spammers had compromised the accounts of hundreds of GoDaddy customers, likely through a combination of phishing campaigns and credential stuffing, two common methods of obtaining or guessing people's login information. Once they had access to those accounts, the hackers would leave the main website alone, but surreptitiously create hundreds or even thousands of subdomains, like glad.justinbieberfannews.com. They would then use these so-called shadow domains to send spam emails or game the search engine optimization system, unbeknownst to the site's owners. GoDaddy recommends using multi-factor authentication and different passwords on different services to avoid these type of attacks from being successful, the company said in a statement. GoDaddy takes the security of our network and our customer accounts very seriously and will continue to collaborate with the security community to identify and resolve these types of attacks. Once White had identified recurring patterns in the campaign, the Unit 42 team wrote scripts to automate the identification of the shadow domains. He identified 15,000 illicit subdomains in all. GoDaddy shut them down in March. Making a dent. White isn't the first person to look under the hood of these spam campaigns. Security reporter Brian Krebs took a close look at two major spam pharmacies in his 2014 book, Spam Nation. And even the Today Show investigated a specific malicious ad that showcased a fake Savannah Guthrie endorsement. But actually dismantling these networks doesn't happen as often as you'd think. In part, that's because, frankly, it's not worth it. White scratched an itch, but it's not one that most researchers or law enforcement agencies share. The unfortunate truth is, they'll probably be back after this, Miller Osborne says. It's not the easiest thing to prosecute. It doesn't necessarily have the biggest penalty if you did prosecute it. There's not a ton of impetus on either side going after them or motivation not to do it. But maybe this takedown makes an argument that there should be more of an effort to dismantle these campaigns. The dozens of shortened links White found were clicked an average of 273 times each. Extrapolate that out to 15,000 subdomains, and you wind up with millions of potential victims. Unit 42 has no insight into how many people actually fell for the scam, and the number of credit card numbers that wound up in the hands of bad-faith drug merchants is likely much smaller. There's not like a 100% conversion rate, says Crane Hassold, Senior Director of Threat Research at security firm Agari. You have a population of potential victims who click on a link and go to a website. But there's a large percentage of those people who don't end up getting compromised. Still, there's a reason you see this particular scam everywhere. It's profitable. Even if torpedoing 15,000 domains won't put much of a dent in one of the most pervasive scourges of the web, as Miller Osborne fully acknowledges, it at least shines light on the problem. You can't clear all the rats out of the sewer, but you can at least remind them that you're there. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.